This is Financially Tuned with Michael Mansfield from The Lind Group. When a part of your financial strategy is out of tune, your long-term goals, your retirement savings, and your legacy can all suffer. With 10 years of experience in the financial industry, Michael provides his clients and prospects with the information they need regarding social security, retirement income planning, wealth management, and much more. Listen in as we address your financial concerns and provide helpful solutions to put you on the path to achieving your retirement goals, your money, and your plans in perfect harmony. And now, here is Michael Mansfield to help you find out how to be financially tuned. Hi, and welcome to another episode of Financially Tuned Radio. I'm your host, Michael Mansfield. I'm a certified financial planner with the Lind Group located in Ventura, California. As always with me is my co-host, Tony Shore. Tony, thanks for joining us. We have a good topic today. Today, we're going to be talking about something interesting, and that is, what do we do as we approach retirement and we receive our last paycheck? What do you think of that? Yikes. I think that's a, that's a scary proposition for a lot of us. So uh, maybe uh, you can uh, help ease our fears when it comes to getting that last paycheck and, and entering into retirement, Michael. But before we get into that, thank you for the intro. Thanks for having me on your radio show. It's fun to be on the radio with Mr. Michael Mansfield, the double Ooh. M, the man, Michael, the man Mansfield, our host and financial right. expert. Yeah, it's going to be a good one today. I'm doing great. You know, the the beginning of the year, it's so far it's the market's been pretty volatile and we we've kind of got an, a crazy election year going on out there, but <laughs> other than that, other than that, I'm doing great. How about yeah, the you? Po- the political circus makes for good TV, so Oh, uh, yeah. It's worth it's enjoying. It's been entertaining, that's for sure. No, nah, things are going good in my camp, you know. We're just busy. We 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 had a we had a garage sale last weekend, which I haven't oh done in, in ages, but it was it was funny. My my 6-year-old, we were doing New Year's resolutions at the beginning of the year and you know, talking about the things that were important to us with church and life and education, all those different things. And I asked her if she had any goals for the year, and one of her goals which was odd for a six-year-old to say, I thought, was by the end of the year, she wants to save $1,000. And I was uh, <laughs> I was a little surprised by that because does she even know what $1,000 is? And so um, <laughs> we've been doing a couple things to try to help that, but it was her idea to have a garage sale in order to raise some money so that she could work towards her goal. So um, a part of the garage sale was certainly her going through her stuff and finding things that she wanted to sell that she didn't need anymore. And I'm sure she, uh, might've stole things from her little sisters to sell too. <laughs> so, you know, was, I love that. It, yeah. it was pretty funny, but, but no, it was a good opportunity. We, you know, we raised some money for her and then, and then what I'm doing is I, I've got a box that we keep her money in and I got her a little notebook and every time we get money, I have her write in the amount underneath the amount she had. She puts a little plus sign, draws an arrow, and we add down. And so she's keeping a running tally of how much money she's saving. And uh, the other way that she's making money is we've been collecting uh, bottles, water bottles and stuff from work, you know, from things we're drinking at the office with our clients and whatnot, and just at home and stuff like that. And so she's, you know, she's she's not making a ton over there, but she she makes her 10 bucks a month on recycling. So... So it's, uh, wow. it's been interesting. So I, I hope that she's going to meet her goal this year. That'd be a heck of a thing. I, I certainly never had money like that when I was a six-year-old. 
Uh, no, I I don't think I had any money when I was a six year old. <laughs> You're right. Yeah, I'm pretty sure I was flat broke. So, oh. Oh. Uh, but yeah, to even want to save up for a long period like that—that's a good—that's uh, a good indication. Well, uh, but even she, the amount, I I couldn't even believe she said that amount. You know, you're like, what? Yeah, thousand dollars. If well, she had said a hundred bucks, I would have been entertained. She just knows that amount because that's what you spend on lunch every day. Right, right, right. It's 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 just what's in my wallet. She's used to seeing it. Exactly. Yeah, I'm sure. But um, but I, I I'm sure she gets that from you, from her dad. I mean, you're a very fiscally responsible person, and that's what you do for a living. So she probably wants to be like dad, and well, uh, she wants dad to help her save money, not just help all these other people save money, right? Yeah, no, and you would hope so. And, and and my education, as much as it's formally and through work and whatnot, is the school of hard knocks. When I was young, I didn't save money. Uh, when I was young, I was irresponsible at 18 with a credit card. I mean, my first credit card I got when I was 18 had a $300 limit. And within a week, I'd went to the motorcycle store and bought some stuff I didn't need and a shirt and <laughs> other things. And all of a sudden, I had a credit card with $300 on it. And I was sitting around going... Well, now what? How do I, how do I do, how do I pay this thing off? And so, you know, I, I have those early experiences in the beginning, and then you you bring that to the the professional career that I've had, the people that I work with. I mean, on a lot of different ways, I hear more bad stories than good stories when it comes to financial matters, and that's been a true, unfortunately, a true blessing in my life because it helps me understand the decisions that I'm making with my own finances of how it truly manifests for other people and how they got to where they're at. So definitely an education on a lot of fronts. And so I'm hoping that I can really endow that information on the kiddos and, and give them a good start in life. But yeah, you know, I, I hope she can meet her goals. That'd be very impressive. And then well, I could borrow some money if I needed some. <laughs> right. And, and it's neat. It's neat to go from that end when you're first starting off saving when you're young uh, to the other end, when you finally stop, you know, increasing your savings and start using it for your income in retirement. And so I wanted to ask for today's topic, your last paycheck. That's our topic today. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it's a great one. You know, when somebody approaches that last day of work before they retire, I know there's a lot of details and things can easily get missed. It's a hectic time. For some, it's exciting. For some, it's scary. But do you feel like too many people out there don't address their retirement needs before that point, before they get that last paycheck? Yeah. I mean, Tony, you, you kind of hit the nail on the head is it's funny because I said our conversation is how to deal with retirement when you receive the last paycheck. But the real answer is you should have been dealing with the concept of retirement way before that. And and to be fair, I've met a lot of people. I've met lots of people that come in that just retired and are planning on retiring in the next few months. And what should they be doing? And that's a little scary to me because a lot of thought goes into this years before. I mean, you should easily be planning truly ironing out the details. I mean, a minimum of five years out. For a lot of reasons, if you don't, if you haven't figured out what your retirement income plan looks like, you don't know what type of time horizon you have on your at-risk investments. Perfect example: if you wanted to retire in 2009, being all in stocks in your 401k in 2008 uh, probably wasn't the best deal for you. You know, and so you would have known that though if you had started back in 05 
or 04 of saying, I need to retire. Here's how much money I'm going to need in the next number of years out of my investments. Therefore, I need to start making that more conservative. Granted, though, I have longer term investments. You could have rebalanced your portfolio knowing that retiring in 09, you still had the cash and everything that you needed while the rest of your really at risk investments weathered the storm. Yeah. So, I mean, but what advice do you start people off with once they reach that point of retirement yeah. and receive their last paycheck? Uh, what advice do you give them at that point? Yeah. Well, really what you have to do is you have to break the concept of retirement into bite-sized pieces because the, the big picture concept is almost the, there's so much there, you become paralyzed, you don't do anything, and you let retirement happen to you. And so, number one, we have to make a bit of a retirement checklist. We need to drill down on the things that are important, see what pieces of the puzzle that we have. Hence why I call my book The Retirement, The Wealth Puzzle, is because retirement is a puzzle that we need to put together. So, we need a checklist. Number one, obviously, just understanding the resources that you have as you plan for retirement. What are the obvious resources? Social security, pensions from employers, and then all of the potential investments that you have. Do you have 401ks, IRAs, after-tax accounts? Do you have rental properties that will create income? You need to have a good, healthy asset inventory. You know, once you have that, then you kind of start asking the questions. And one is, how much income do you need? You know, we talk about this theme a lot on the show, and it's, it's starting with your own expenses. What are your expenses? What are your projected expenses? Understanding what that is. Then you back into how much is coming from Social Security, which we'll talk more about Social Security today. But how do you maximize Social Security, employer pensions? You're able to come up with roughly a nice ballpark number of how much you need from your investments to be comfortable in retirement. Another question that I always stress to people which is an interesting question on this retirement checklist as soon as you've got that last paycheck, is what financially are you willing to sacrifice in your life? Mm. And that's something a lot of people don't think about. You know, Are you willing to drive a used car instead of a new car? Are you willing to switch to an HMO instead of a PPO? Are you willing to get rid of your $600 a month personal trainer and pool boy and do that yourself now that you have more free time? Am I well, willing to give up my $500 a month pizza budget? Probably exactly, not. Probably exactly. not. Or, but, or is there a better way to go about it? Maybe, you know, if you, if you pre-order them for the month, you can get a better deal. Yeah. You know, so sure. it's, it's those types of things, though, that a lot of people don't think about. A lot of people are trying to fit retirement into their current situation. This is how I live. This is what I'm accustomed to. Therefore, make retirement work. But sometimes we have to stress it both ways and say, hey, if retirement isn't going to work because we're not the perfect person with all the savings and all the money and all the resources, what are the things that we can naturally evaluate and adjust? Then you kind of, as you formulate all of that, you start getting an idea of how much income you need in retirement. I was looking at a source, uh, a site, will your retirement income be enough? And it, it had some projected lump sums of what you need. For example, if you decided you needed $50,000 a year, the website said that you need to have over $800,000 in a nest egg. If wow. you want a hundred grand a year, you need almost 1.7 million in your nest egg to pull that off in retirement. If you uh, needed a big giant income, $250,000 a year, you need over $4 million in a nest egg. And so those are the things that you want to figure out. And I realize this is an exact science. 
I always advocate when we create a retirement income plan that it is living and breathing and that it is constantly changing. And that's why we have to constantly stress test the situation. So we don't create an income plan and say, hey, have a nice life. Here you go. We have to get together every six months, every year and really talk about the things that are changing in your life. Did your health expenses increase? Did they decrease? Did you pick up a gambling habit in retirement with all your free time? What are the things that change? Therefore, how does our retirement plan have to change? And as you start sorting out some of the stuff, then the last question you have to ask yourself is obviously how long will your investments last you in retirement to see how long you're allowed to live? And then you get to circle that on the calendar, right? Well, exactly. And I know this can be a huge adjustment for people and maybe our listeners, uh, my, my, maybe they're readying themselves uh, emotionally, but not paying attention to all the details uh, that come along with retiring. And that's what you help your clients out with, correct? Absolutely. I mean, uh, th- this goes back to the facts of life. Forget financial planning. There are three places that we need to be competent, right? What is that? Physical, spiritual, mental. Um, we have to really incorporate those things into our plans. We have to be healthy. We have to be sound. We have to do the things and make decisions with our money that put us in the right state of mind. Otherwise, we have fundamental problems. If you're constantly stressed in retirement about your money, about your income, about your resource, what happens? Stress manifests into health problems, especially the older we get. And so those are things that we have to be so constantly aware of. But look, it's easy for us to crunch the numbers, Tony. The The bigger question is what's happening in our listeners' lives? What's happening with your job that you're considering stopping? What's happening with your health? What's your longevity? What, what are all the things that make you tick and make you happy? We have to try to address all of those things to make any type of competent, sound financial decision. You know, so there, there's so much that goes into that. I mean, even one of the other things on our checklist is is certainly the idea of healthcare and and retirement benefits. And so one of the first things that you need to do as you're as you're considering this retirement paycheck is what benefits do you have through your employer? You need to evaluate those. Do you have a pension? If you have a pension, how long is the pension good for? Does it have survivorship options for a spouse? What are the pros and cons of taking a, you know, spousal option versus your own option and how much would that cost you or save you one way or another? Does your employer offer the ability to roll over health benefits into retirement? Do they offer long-term care disability benefits into retirement? Um, Those are all things that need to be identified. If you have a flexible spending account through your employer where you have some choices, maybe you should be taking advantage of all those different things before you retire. Get in for your dental check and and for your brain scan and whatever things that that the plan provides for. Yeah. Um, I mean, there's just so much there. And it's so funny because we're not even talking about investments, Tony. Right. This is just all the stuff that needs to be addressed before we can even worry about what's happening with our money. Yeah. Yeah. And you you talk about healthcare, money. Wow. Yeah. You're talking about a lot of money and you need to to make sure you're covered there. You know what? Our time is actually up for this first segment of the show, Mike. Is there anything you'd like to add before we have to take a quick break? No, I just I would advocate that anybody that's considering retiring, 
You need to put the plan and process and thought in place before you receive that final paycheck. You need to find a financial professional that is reliable to you above and beyond just picking investments, that they're helping you organize and map out all these things. They're helping you with your income, your social security. They're looking at your personal circumstances with what makes you happy and what makes you tick in order to bring a plan that makes sense. If you don't have that person in your life, please reach out to us. Our office phone number is 805-500-7035. Our main website, thelindgroup.com. The Lind is L-Y-N-D. You can find us on our radio website, financiallytunedradio.com. A lot of different ways to get a hold of us. We have a, a nice office right here on the corner of Thill and Victoria, right across from the government center. So please reach out. We'd be more than happy to give you a complimentary consultation before you, you receive your last paycheck. All right. Well, thank you so much. And listeners, stay tuned. We're going to be right back with more from Michael Mansfield on Financially Tuned after this. Do you ever wish you had an owner's manual to help you address and plan for retirement? Well, now you do. The Wealth Puzzle of Fiduciary Guides to Proper Retirement Planning by Michael J. Mansfield from The Lynn Group. If you're like most of our clients, having access to a retirement roadmap could help ease the financial concerns and better prepare you for retirement. That is exactly why Michael decided to author his very own book. The Wealth Puzzle, a fiduciary's guide to proper retirement planning, will help give you the foundation you need for a successful retirement. Simply call 805-500-7035 or visit thelindgroup.com to receive your copy today. And welcome back to Financially Tuned. I'm your co-host, Tony Shore. And as always, Michael Mansfield is here, our main host, our main man. Mike, you've been giving us a lot of great information so far in today's show. Uh, you were talking about the steps that we need to take before receiving that last paycheck, before we enter into retirement. And you talked about creating a checklist of items that you need to address. Uh, reviewing your retirement benefits, maybe something can carry over from your job into retirement, mm -hmm. uh, reevaluating your health care. Um, some employers actually allow you to stay on their health care, maybe for a price or maybe just stay on. That's always helpful. And of course, to, you know, determining how much income you'll need in retirement, that's always a big one. And we seem to talk about that on the show quite a bit because that is key um, but what else do you have for us uh, on this topic? Your your last paycheck, entering into retirement. Do you find a lot of people that are emotional about this when they come to you or are worried? Oh, yeah. Yeah. And I think a lot of it falls into, into the worry camp, especially over the last year where the stock market has become certainly more volatile. People, people are once again reminded that it doesn't always just go straight up. But I think one of the, the next big steps that, I, that we haven't discussed yet when we're starting to consider the retirement plan is, is that ugly word of debt, you know, uh -oh. looking at what your income is relative to your debt ratio and addressing it. Having a mortgage is one thing, having credit cards is another thing, and auto loans, owing your neighbor money. What kind of debts and outstanding liabilities do we have that impact our retirement income? You know, if, if 15 or 20% of our retirement income is going to just service our liabilities, that's pretty scary. Now, I pulled some statistics for the show that I thought were pretty interesting because it kind of illustrates what's happening nationally with some of our debt concerns. Uh, let me see what they are here. So according to the Employee Benefit Research Institute, the overall debt for 55 and older households 
has more than doubled since 1992. It's currently somewhere around $70,000 in those households. And that's consumer debt. Yeah, that's that's crazy. That's a lot. So people are doubling down on their debt over the last 20 years. I mean, it's incredible. Yeah. University of Michigan law professor John Patow states adults 65 and older are the fastest growing group filing for bankruptcy. What? That's crazy. Yeah, think about that. Well, wait a second. You're supposed to be retiring. So how are you affording to go out and file for bankruptcy um, yeah. <laughs> and, and retire? Those two things don't go well together in a sentence. No. I, you know? I've heard that a lot of them have to because of uh, co-signing loans maybe for their kids or uh-huh. even student debt. Well, yeah, that's one of my other fun statistics here. It says, uh, let's just read down the list here. The Federal Reserve Bank of New York has found that adults 50 and older owe 17% of the nation's student loan debt. So That's crazy. And it's on two fronts. They're later in life going back to re-educate themselves to be more competitive in the workplace, sure. which is important, but costs yeah. money. And twofold is actually there's there's a large percentage of that of people that have got student loans when they were younger and they're making those small payments over these, you know, amortized 30 year mortgage kind of loans and they still owe tons of money on them. Wow. You know, that's pretty scary. Now student loans are one of the the toughest debts because you can't get rid of it in bankruptcy and you can't get rid of it at death and all that kind of stuff. So going back up to my other statistic of, you know, 65 and older fastest growing people bankruptcy, they can't even get rid of their student debt if they go that route anyways. You're married to that stuff. You're married to those payments. Well, that's a good point. That's true. Yeah. yeah. Huh. That's true. Yeah, student loan debt is bad because uh, most of it you can't even refinance or consolidate like you can other loans. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah, so so that's an interesting one. And then let's see. Finally, what else do I got here? The Associate of Independent Consumer Credit Counseling Agencies Debtors age 60 and older represent the fastest growing segment seeking advice and assistance. So once again, playing to the theme that a lot of individuals approaching retirement are dealing with large amounts of debt for a lot of different reasons. And and some of it's the uncontrollable debt. I mean, I had a client in this morning who most of her debt is associated with her adult children who just can't seem to find their path in life. Um, yeah. you know, and it's a fundamental problem because as a parent, you want to care for your kids, you want to help them out, but you can't do it at your own detriment because you can continue to help, 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 help. But the moment that you can't work and provide for yourself, who's going to help you? Your kids aren't, they need your help, you know? Right. And so you, you kind of put yourself into a little bit of a pickle there because you can help people till you're unable to keep working and then no one's around to help you. It's pretty well, scary. It is scary. And my parents are my parents, by the way, my my parents are kind of tapped out right now, so maybe you can help me out. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding. They bought some money kidding. from my daughter. What are you talking about? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Sounds like she's gonna have quite a little savings plan going. Maybe she could give me a loan uh to keep my you know, to pay off my uh pizza tab at the pizza buffet. Exactly. I've run now, up quite a tab there, you know. <laughs> So the, um, well, well, we should meet. We should go there after this. The, yeah, um, that'd be fun. Sounds good. But the problem is, is is a, is the simple problem is is the more debt you have, the more the more difficult it is to save. But there's another theme too: is when you look at most people's consumer debts, 
you know, I mean, the typical credit cards, you know, somewhere between 15 and 25% of interest. And so if you have $50,000 in credit cards at 20% and you have $50,000 in a brokerage account earning 4%, it's nice <laughs> that you have savings, but you have what's called negative leverage on your money. At the end yeah. of the day, you're losing money unless your investments are providing a higher return than your credit cards. And if you're getting a better return than your credit cards are offering, call me and let me know what you're doing. Sounds incredible. Yeah, yeah really. Really. <laughs> unless you own a credit card, unless you own Visa. Yeah, right. Yeah. You you're go. not you're not getting the return the credit card companies are unless you exactly. are the credit card company. Yeah. I mean, that's And it. I see that as a big theme that people carry a lot of debt even though they have assets to deal with it just because psychologically they don't want to tap into their their hard work and savings. But the reality is the reality. The reality is they're losing money overall by just servicing and slowly paying down those debts. Sure. So that's a lot of consideration. You, if you have debt, you need a debt plan that, that goes hand in hand with your retirement plan so that you can get yourself to a place where the stars align. Remember, someday you probably will not be able to work. Someday you will be stuck, whether you want to be or not, on whatever fixed income and paychecks you've created. If that's social security, if that's pensions, if that's annuities, if that's drawdowns from whatever investments that you have, you will be stuck with that money. So you need to do everything you can to make sure that whatever that money is and that income is you're stuck with is going to be able to provide for you. Because what about taxes? What about inflation? What about long-term care? There's a thousand other things that we can be discussing today that complicate all this stuff. So you need to make sure that your income in retirement, to be fair, is more than you need now because over time, it's just going to end up being what you need. Yeah, nobody can predict what the market's going to do. And, and I know we certainly don't try to do that, uh. but that's why you need to plan and be prepared. And I know you really help people. We're, we're pretty much out of time for today's yeah. show, Mike. Uh, why don't you let our listeners know how they can get a hold of you and get a plan in place so they don't need yeah. to worry about all this. Yeah. And just remember, retirement isn't supposed to be this morbid death march to the end kind of thing. We want you to enjoy your retirement. That's what a lot of this is about. It's about creating a balance in your life where it makes sense. You have confidence. You're not constantly stressed and you're getting the most out of the hard work that you've done to get to retirement. But if you don't have a plan or if you're working with somebody that is only solely talking to you about your investments and they're not truly doing the financial planning of creating retirement plans and helping with your debts, helping with your liabilities, helping you understand all of your different options, then please give us a call. 805-500-7035. Find us at my website, thelindgroup.com. You know, I just finished revising my book, The Wealth Puzzle, our social security chapter to be in line with the new um, bipartisan budget agreement changes in social security. So if you'd like a copy of my book complimentary, just give us a call. I'd be more than happy to send one out to you. But certainly, as usual, we, we appreciate the listeners that we hear from. We appreciate the people that, that spend the time listening to our show because we really care about what we do and we really enjoy this topic. All right. Well, thank you so much, Mike. And ladies and gentlemen, that does it for today's episode of Financially Tuned with Michael Mansfield. I'm your co-host, Tony Shore, and thanks for tuning in. Thank you for listening to Financially Tuned. Don't pay too much for taxes or retire without a sound retirement plan. For more information, please contact Michael Mansfield at The Lind Group. 
Call 805-500-7035 or visit their website at financiallytunedradio.com. All matters discussed during the show are for informational purposes only. Each individual situation may vary and the opinions expressed here may not apply to everyone. Materials presented are believed to be from reliable sources and no representations can be made as to its accuracy. All ideas and information should be discussed in detail with one of our qualified representatives prior to implementation. 